Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, hope my good buddy Jeff is uh, listening. Kind of turned me on to this tune. Thank you, Jeff. Anyway, uh, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program. It's October, and of course, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and pink everywhere, which drives me absolutely nuts. I'm sure the intent is noble, but um, I will tell you that personally, I-, I cannot look at the pink ribbons, and moreover. Um, I have talked with a number of survivors of breast cancer, and I've not found one of them who has taken any solace or comfort from the pink ribbons, okay? I'm sorry, but the last thing people who've had breast cancer want typically is a reminder of what they went through. Why? Because like any other illness, uh, sickness process, uh, or like any other uh, traumatic event, I mean, would you like to be reminded of it for an entire month? I don't think so. Um, and look, again, I don't question the noble intent, okay? I don't, I don't question that because obviously we're doing the show of breast cancer awareness, uh, because I want to find, see, it just, it sounds so um, sterile, does it not? Breast cancer awareness, but it misses the whole point to me of the humanity that is affected by breast cancer. From the kid who loses mom, like our first caller today, to the husband or boyfriend who loses wife or girlfriend, and obviously, most importantly, the woman, typically, although it can affect men, a small percentage of cases, but it does happen, um, typically the woman involved. And it is, see, you know, look at it this way, guys, and I'm going to be, I'm going to put this in very um, medical terms. If there, was a, if there was a disease out there, and as a result of the disease, let's just say your manhood was cut in half or entirely removed, and I know in some cases that does happen, okay, not, not going to lie, I know it happens, um, it would obviously have an effect on your psychology, it would obviously have an effect on the person you are, and put yourself in a woman's shoes, and at least in this country, we're such a mammary-focused culture. And how do you think it feels for the survivor of breast cancer every morning, looking in the mirror and seeing those scars? Um, it's, it can be psychologically, I don't want to say debilitating, but it's always a reminder. All right, there's always something there to remind me. Well, there's always something there to remind you. And like you... Uh, in western New York, 
Um, and I think like every, like like everybody listening, I don't think that I've got some unique story here that I'm telling. I know a hell of a lot of women who have been impacted by breast cancer and their families and their husbands and their boyfriends. And it is, you know, it, it, it's good that we are aware of breast cancer. Okay, I get it. The, the pink ribbon thing, um, I, I just, I cannot get behind it. I just, I can't. And that is based on my conversations with survivors who are just not down with it. It's like a, it's like a reminder of a traumatic experience. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. By the way, if you're sneezing a heck of a lot today, the weed pollen is through the roof. Uh, just so you know, uh, here is uh, Abby in Lancaster. Abby, thank you so much for your patience and holding at 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. What's your story, love? I had um, two dance mentors who had breast cancer and passed away. Um, and the one I used to take to radiation all the time, so it, it hit me pretty hard. But I, but I did, heard a lot of you talking about women having breast cancer, and my dad had breast breast cancer. Um, he's still alive, um, but he did have to have it removed. It was the size of a golf ball. Oy. Yeah. So, how? So was, just out of curiosity, I, I have, and I, obviously, I have mentioned that men can get breast cancer, so we've not forgotten the men. But how right. how much of a shock was it to your dad to be told uh, you have breast cancer? Well, because he's so he's so healthy normally, um, so I believe it was it was when I was young. So I, I you know, I can, can imagine it was a shock to him. But they got it all out, and he's he's doing great now. Um, he's one of the lucky ones. Um, he's still with us. Yes, he's still with us. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you something. It, 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 I would love to talk to men who've, who've been through breast cancer because while largely a female disease, obviously it can happen to men, and I'm not trying to short sell that, and I, I said that right from, the, uh, right from the beginning, but, I mean, like when you're talking to your buddies, this is going to sound very superficial, but when you're talking to your buddies and you say, yeah, I had breast cancer, they're going to give you a sideways look because most most people I don't think understand that it can affect men and, and women, although women, you know, proportionally uh, far the greater number. Right. Would you like to talk to him? He's right here. Uh, only, if, only if I have his consent to come on the air. Absolutely. Okay. I would love to uh, talk to him. I mean, if he went through that, I always like to make sure that I have somebody's consent. Sorry. Yeah. If he's gonna, if he's gonna okay. climb up, I totally. I guess I can't find him now. <laughs> well, he probably ran. He probably skedaddled once he was listening on the radio. But tell you what, he can call back uh, and get his uh, collect his thoughts and get them together because. Uh, no, I, he I'd was li- trying to listen to on the radio. They would like to talk to you. No. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's again. That is why I appreciate getting consent first. Um, first thing I would have said was, "Sir, may we proceed on the air?" Because I like to cover my legal behind. Um, so, yeah. Um, in in your circle of friends, I'm going to presume Abby that you know quite a number of women. Uh, in addition to the people you mentioned earlier who have uh, had breast cancer. Yes, yes, I, I, I know quite a few, at least three off the top of my head. 
Now, as as a woman in particular, uh, knowing that your dad had it and there might be a genetic predisposition, have you had, like, the genetic test done, the BRCA test? You know, I have not. <laughs> and that's really stupid on my part, but I have not. I, um, do, you know, I do, I do get checked out at um, the doctors and stuff like that. I haven't, haven't had a mammogram, though. Well, let me just offer you a little bit of uh, advice, not as a physician, because I am no physician. You have right. to be, you have to be your own advocate. And you have to tell your doctor, hey, my dad had breast cancer. I insist on you ordering a mammogram or some other imaging process by which I can tell whether or not I have it. And that genetic test might not be a bad idea either. Correct. Yeah, I, I, I know. I'm just maybe I'm just kind of scared. So I don't know. I, that's a stupid reason, but. Well, let's put it this way. Hey, hey, let me let me just say, so you talk about scared, and I'm not going to compare the two. But most guys over most guys over the age of 40 don't like going to the urologist and uh, seeing the glove go on and the lube come out and being told to bend over the table. Okay, but we do it. You know why we do it? Because we secretly like it. No, because no, be, be, I'm kidding. But maybe. But um, the the idea is here. Uh, you you got to. I'm sorry. Sometimes you got to tell your doctor what's what. Don't do not be afraid of or intimidated by your doctor you are your doctor's boss and that's one thing that's one thing i've it takes something that's one thing i've learned i know my body better than any doctor knows my body me too i I have a lot of uh, neurological issues stuff like that a lot of illnesses so i am my own advocate so i know my body but um that's just one thing that i just haven't done so well, my um, dear, that sounds I, I pretty. Do that. It sounds pretty important. Would you do me a favor? Give your dad our best. Everybody listening, send your best towards uh, Abby's dad, and uh, let him know if he changes his mind. I would love to talk to him on the air as a dude who had breast cancer, because I okay. think that is one of the things we also have to get out there. Is that yeah, it can it happen to men. And look, I, I periodically will give myself a self exam, even though, qu- frankly, cancer does not run in my family. We generally die from heart stuff. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thank you. Uh, thank you kindly. I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, my love. Thank you. All right, loves. It is uh, 19 minutes after three. Breast cancer. How has it affected and impacted you? If you are a man who's had it, I'd love to talk to you. But typically, not always, but typically it is a woman's disease. But it affects men too and children too. Because when you lose the woman you love, when when your kids lose mom, it's a family-wide thing. And in so many cases, if it is caught early enough, not in every case, but if it's caught early enough in many cases, um, you can have a very long and and happy life. But keep in mind, once you're diagnosed with it, it's like a never-ending series of visits to the doctor's office and the imaging place, and you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. It is uh, Mike on a cell phone. Mike, and by the way, if you don't want to give us your real first name or your real hometown, that's cool. I mean, it's I don't mean to pry into your uh, medical stuff, but I think this is a very important topic to cover. You're on WBEN. Welcome. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Tom. Um, 
So our mom had breast cancer many years ago, and she survived it. Um, so, you know, she was obviously incredibly lucky, but so were we because we got to keep our mom. Um, but I I know so many people who have had it, um, and I never met the woman, but a friend of ours, uh, she had a friend, and uh, her the woman had, I think she was 39 years old, and um, they found it too late. Uh, she left, I think it was three very young children. So your point regarding it affects, you know, obviously the woman, it's horrific. Um, but, I mean, the spouse, the kids, it's a terrible thing. Um, and your point about wearing, like, a pink ribbon and things like that, um, I, I, I would like to come clean before I tell you my opinion. Um, I'm complete, uh, I have zero faith um, in government. I have zero faith um, in health care. Um, in the in our country, and there's reasons for that. So we can, you know, this COVID vaccine. My wife and I don't have it. Uh, strangely enough, we survived, and strangely enough, we only got it once, which is less than people that got it. If people want to do that, that's their business. That's not my point. But all of a sudden, when you can control a population with a vaccine, you know, a couple months after the disease is, you know, supposedly found, oh, they can do that because it made them billions of dollars. But with breast cancer, they can't cure it. Um, you had a, um, a female caller, I can't remember her name, a couple of callers ago, but she made a comment about the medical industrial complex. Um, be very clear, that woman is 100% dead on. Um, she's accurate. So if, they, if anything is cured, you cannot, you, you can't sell drugs to treat it. You can't make money on it. And our pharmaceutical companies care more about profit than people, but but I guess my point is this. I won't wear a ribbon like that because I think it's used for monetary gain and not for sympathy for people. Nothing against people that wear it, people that have lost somebody, people that are currently suffering now. It's horrific. And if that's your thing, that's your thing. I get it. Um, but I think that little campaigns like that are designed more for money and political needs. Like we'll have, you know, breast cancer awareness month and we'll have – and listen, I know there's a lot of good professional football players that are decent men. Um, that are good family people. But, I mean, when you look at the the amount of men that abuse women in the NFL and other sports, and then they're going to use that as political gain to gain sympathy wearing a pink ribbon. I'm against things like that. So if, you wanna, if you're taking a tally, I'm against, like, ribbons and things like that. Um, I'm more for um, actually finding a cure that doesn't support the, um, the health care industry mon- uh, monetarily. But that's basically well, it, what I had to say. Well, no, I mean, it, look, it would be nice. And I mean, you, you talk about the COVID vaccine, and technically it's not a vaccine. Um, right. The, by the FDA's own definition of a vaccine, it's not a vaccine. And uh, right. you know, I've done – look, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist in certain ways. Um, I mean, do I believe JFK absolutely was a conspiracy? I think it would be stupid not to. But as far as uh, there being some conspiracy uh, regarding the COVID vaccine, I don't know. All I can tell you is if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have gotten it because it gave me complications. I never had it before. So uh, to the exclusion of all other variables, I would add. So um, I will never get I will never get a booster. It's never going to happen. I'll quit my job before I'm forced to get a booster. Um, if and not that they would ever say get a booster, but I'm just saying that's right. how strongly I feel about it. Um, due to personal experiences, um, I thank you very so, much. For, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, yeah. So and regarding that, I mean, and, and it's I'm, I. I don't care what people do. Um, you you made a comment. I think it was your last caller. 
um, that you know your body better than your doctor does. And that is so true. Um, our doctors are trained today to specialize, not really understand um, medicine. Uh, and, it, and it's crazy. And when I, I my own doc, I'm not going to share my own personal health care. I'm a pretty healthy guy for 53. Um, but I've learned in my short amount of time on this planet, one, time goes by quickly. Two, trust yourself. Um, and, and you know what? When it comes to your own body, you know your body better than your doctor. And when you when you can make such a tremendous amount of money um, in the healthcare industry, um, the pharma- I, I'm, I've got vendettas against the pharmaceutical company. I can't stand them. I can't send anybody that works for them. I think most of it is just a racket, but people should stand up for themselves. If you want a vaccine or something that was used to be a vaccine, you're accurate. They changed the vaccine definition in 2012. Do what you think is best for your body. As soon as somebody tells you that you have to do something to your body, if you don't know that there's something wrong with that, you're pretty much, you should be labeled as stupid. Um, I, I Choice, freedom, my friend. Uh, good luck with your heart issues. Um, no, that's not it. That's a great topic, and right, I, I appreciate you letting me on. Uh, thank you very much. Well, hey, look, if it makes you feel any better, I'm as strong as an ox. I mean, i got to tell you, I believe me, I'm extremely, I'm very capable with strength. Uh, but uh, just these stupid little things. And, and the reason I say you know your body better than anybody else, and this is not a slam on anybody, but uh, I had some imaging done. And the imaging said, well, we're not seeing any uh, kidney stone on the x-ray. I said, give me another CT scan because I'm telling you it's right there. And I pointed to exactly where it was. So they put me through another CT scan. And what do you know? The CT scan showed the stone was lodged in the ureter exactly where I had pointed. So, again, you have to be your own best advocate. And uh, that's, you know, that's the end of it. And, I mean, the funny thing, I mean, see, I have to laugh about all the nonsense I've been through because most of it has been absolute nonsense. Um, um, I I just, I'm sorry, but I I have to laugh about it because I look at my body and I I don't know, someday I got to see Bellavia in the shower because I'd like to compare scars with Bellavia. At least his were gotten honorably. Mine were gotten, I don't want to say dishonorably, but without any silver star or medal of honor or anything. Anyway, uh, sorry, David, I got to have some fun with you. Coming up on 327 at News Radio 930 WBEN. But yeah, you got to be your own best advocate. I insist that you know your body better than any doctor is. And if you are told you need something, frankly, demand proof that you need it. Uh, I, I like to read reports myself. I like to see the images myself. I like to know exactly why they're doing what they're doing. And sometimes, I mean, do I understand it fully? No, but give me a little tutorial. I'll catch on pretty quickly. It's uh, 327, breast cancer. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And how has breast cancer affected and impacted you? And I submit to you in western New York, there are thousands of you listening right now uh, on whom breast cancer has had a horrible effect. Um, I don't think there's anybody over the age of 35 who's not had an experience with this. And trust me, my heart is with you. <laughs> What's left of my heart? Eight, all right, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, Bowerly, and uh, take more calls coming up with you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dear Buffalo Bands, <laughs> excuse me, please do away with Brown Eyed Girl and play Glad Tidings instead. Sincerely, listeners everywhere. Oh, and by the way, Sweet Caroline should never be played again by any band in Buffalo ever. Uh, anyway, uh, just my personal opinion, uh, yours may vary. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. And uh, we're talking, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, uh, you know, uh, no disrespect intended whatsoever, but uh, the whole pink thing, wear pink, wear pink, wear pink. Um, I've never talked to a breast cancer survivor who got any solace or comfort from that whatsoever. It's like being reminded of one of the biggest traumas of your life for an entire month. You can't even watch a football game without being reminded, oh yeah, I had breast cancer. And then I would imagine, and a lot of people, anxiety uh, uh, takes uh, hold of the mind. I mean, that's only uh, natural. By the way, as far as men and breast cancer, um, these let me let me give a statistic that might surprise you. Uh, according to the uh, American Cancer Society, the average man the average man has a one in one thousand risk of breast cancer. A one in one thousand risk of breast cancer, and that means in this country about twenty five hundred new cases of breast cancer in men are diagnosed. So that's the uh, I mean those are the the cold hard statistics about it, but. Um, how has breast cancer affected your life? And please understand something. This is something, uh, this is a topic that is, um, it is intensely personal for me because of the number of people to whom I am close and on the periphery, uh, I know who have had breast cancer and fortunately so far, everybody has survived it. But it's an emotional show for me, and I'm sure it's an emotional show for you uh, if you lost your wife, your girlfriend, or if you're going through it right now yourself, mostly women, but some men. Um, but and frankly, <laughs> I got I to gotta tell you something. I mean, the last thing I need... Uh, every December is to be reminded of what happened in 2017. I know it. My body tells me every December, oh, yeah, we're coming up on that anniversary, are we? And uh, got to tell you, it's a bit, it's a bit, of, a, uh, it's a bit of a bummer. Uh, I'm not going to lie. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I'm kind of curious, too, um, if you 
have had breast cancer, how was it diagnosed? Was it a self-examination? Was it a mammogram? What was it that got you diagnosed with breast cancer? I know one woman who found a tumor that was so small, the doctors were in awe that she'd actually discovered it through an examination. Because she found it so early, uh, the prognosis is absolutely excellent. Um, Unfortunately, not everybody uh, has that kind of luck. Lily on WBEN, Grand Island, you are on. Hello. And you don't have to give us your real first name or hometown because I realize some of these questions might be somewhat uh, invasive, not as crushing as one of those wonderful mammograms, but 803-0930-930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. I'm sorry, Lily. I didn't mean to make you laugh on such a serious subject, but uh, I've heard the horror stories, believe me. It's a good one. They've gotten better over the years, actually. So the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I think, is a good thing because women need to be reminded to go for a checkup to get their mammogram or however they want to get their breast examined. I know there's other options, but it's uh, I'm not offended by it. It's a reminder for mammograms. I've heard so many women since my diagnosis, which is almost a year ago. It's coming up this month in a couple of weeks. And so many women I've heard say, oh, you know, I went a couple of years ago. Well, I started going for a mammogram when my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I have, I have an annual mammogram. Lily, so let me allow, allow me to interrupt you if uh, you don't mind. It. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize for this. But here's the deal. I think that exactly like what happened to you is what happens to most women. A friend of theirs, a family member of theirs gets breast cancer and suddenly they realize, wait a minute, I've not even had my baseline mammogram yet. I think that peer pressure or peer awareness is the single biggest impetus for women to take control of their breast health. To me, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, in particular, the pink ribbons. I mean, the Awareness Month, no problem. The pink ribbons, I've got a problem with that, and only because I've never known a survivor who said they derived any solace or comfort from it. Go ahead. I'll shut up. No, there's no comfort from that. But I started to get a mammogram. I was much, much younger. And usually women, young women, do not get a mammogram. Insurance doesn't cover it. But this is the important part of this story. So I'm hoping there are women who are going to take heed to this. So last August, I had my annual physical with my GP, which included a breast exam. Last October, I had my annual appointment with my GYN on a Thursday. It included a breast exam. She asked me, when's your mammogram? I said, next Thursday. I went for my routine mammogram a week later because I did not have a lump or a bump. Two doctors examined me. They could not detect it. But it was detected a mass way, way in there on the mammogram. Now, usually we only think of symptoms of, you know, a breast lump. But I didn't realize it until after surgery that I did have other symptoms. And, for example, I remember feeling pain in that breast a couple of times and even saying to God, hey, You know, just in passing, because, you know, you're busy. Oh, don't let me have breast cancer kind of thing. And something else that I was embarrassed to share with anybody, but, ha-ha, you're sure I'm I'm sharing. And 
the the um so what happened was I don't know maybe six months before my body smell my odor changed it was not a bad smell it, I just noticed that my body had changed and so I was googling you know what would make you have a sweet like smell and but I didn't know think to think of breast cancer anyways make a long story short after I was allowed to take my first and second shower I realized that that odor was gone and I said to my daughter you're going to think I'm crazy but of course now she knows what she's googling for and she pops up that yes many women notice the change in their body odor and of course my husband walks in the man who few words but knows a little bit about everything said you know she tells him and he says well they have dogs that can sniff out cancer yes they do so anyways um there are other symptoms and women need to be aware so now uh, forgive me forgive me for prying and i'm, I'm going to put this in as medical a way as i possibly can are we talking a change in odor from the pores your overall body scent or are we talking about uh, shall we say um, a scent from a more delicate area. It was like when I, how do I say this? Well, everybody pees, right? Yes. And the, the, the sweet, like an, almost like an onion, sweet onion smell. Like I said, it wasn't a bad smell. It would rise up to greet me. Oh. Wow. Well, no, see, that's, that's, that's really good information. That's really good information. That, no, my love, that, that is good information because that's something that most people wouldn't know. But if that, I don't know how common a symptom that is with breast cancer, but you very well might be, might be saving somebody's life right now. We did a whole show on cancer a few months ago. We're focusing on breast cancer today. And I got to tell you something, I've never, I mean, I, I'm aware that, as you have said, there are dogs that can detect cancer because of their incredible olfactory abilities. But when you say when you peed, the aroma was different. You know what? Anytime you notice a change in your excremental functions, you really should talk to a doctor about that. Yes. And like I said, in, you know, I was thinking, uh, maybe it's just I'm getting older and this is what happens because I wasn't. Other people were Googling it. It was something that I read about, but I didn't, because I didn't know what I was looking for, I didn't make the connection with cancer. And this, like I said, was about six months earlier. So, but when my daughter checked it out, of course, it came right up that uh, many women um, do say that they have this, this change. So anyways, as far as the pink ribbon is concerned, now I'm coming up on a year. I didn't have, it's not a year for surgery that, you know, I was diagnosed at one place. And then I went to, you know, our big institution, which I love, by the way, because my husband went with me and we were at the first smaller place. And my husband was like, yeah, we can go there. They send you home in a pink bra and it's more convenient. And two hours later, we didn't tell them that we had just come from another surgeon consult two hours later we're sitting at the consult that my gyn recommended um and it was a total different it was it was totally different where my husband finally hung his head and said just come here i mean 
as far as the stages were concerned, as far as aggression scale. I left the other place. I did not know anything about an aggression scale. Um, And the list goes on and on. And because I chose them, um, I avoided seven weeks of radiation every day. They sent a biopsy. I had a partial mastectomy. They talked me out of a, of, of a full mastectomy, um, and they gave me the reasons why. So um, when it was time for radiation, the um, radiologist came in and said, I had to meet with, the, with your uh, team last night, your medical team, to give a rationale as to why I'm changing your treatment. They sent a part of my biopsy to California. Uh, in California, and because of that, my whole treatment plan was changed. I, I need uh, you, my love, I need you to hold on. This is very, very good stuff, and I love the way you are telling the story in such a linear, to-the-point fashion. So please hold on. Don't go anywhere on uh, WBEN. If you're just joining us, hey, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, I'm sorry, but if you're 35 or older and you don't know anybody who's had breast cancer, you're in the minority. <laughs> breast cancer, how has it affected you? And we did a whole show on cancer a few months back. Today we're focusing in on breast cancer, and uh, this is actually a Tim Wenger uh, topic idea, which the minute I saw it, I said, I have to do this because um, this is extremely personal for me, as I know it is extremely personal for many of you listening in the audience, okay? Um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, they say colorectal cancer is the cancer nobody talks about. Unfortunately, breast cancer um, among uh, survivors, a lot of women are a little bit leery of sharing their experiences. And I believe me, I get it. You don't want to relive the trauma. Let's get back to Lily who uh, by switching institutions and having a biopsy sent out to California had her entire treatment plan changed based on the results of the biopsy uh, results from the lab in California. So, Lily, pick up the story from there. So that biopsy result, uh, it projected what they suggest that I do in order to survive the next nine years. It projected out nine years. So if I do this, this, and this, um, I'd be okay for nine years. So one of the things was, now both institutions had originally told me seven weeks radiation every day. But because of this lab in California, I was able to do, I call it a new radiation because nobody's ever heard of it. Very few people, even in my group, do. So, But it was um, a series of, five or six days forgive me my mind it was at least no more than six times and uh you went like every other day over the course of these this two weeks and it is supposed to be safer uh, more direct right to the point and i believe don't quote me on this that mayo clinic developed it and uh that some women do qualify for this so Thank God that I had a radiologist who was aware and knew about these new treatments. And because even with just going the six times, it still has, of course, the side effects, right? Right. So, um, and now I go, that that also told them that the reasons why I wouldn't qualify, I mean, why chemo wouldn't really help me. So I do take a pill every day, which 
I like to call it poison. <laughs> and and I do, um, a lot of women, they go off the meds. They just say it's not worth it. But And I do go for uh, infusions. So, um, you know, so, so it's going to be a process still. Lily, uh, just a couple of questions, if you don't mind my asking, and if you do, just uh, de- you know, demur. Uh, but uh, question number one, what is the prognosis as we speak today? It's good. I mean, it was already invasive. I made them recheck my mammogram from, the, from 21. So this was October 22. I didn't have surgery till the end of the year because, of course, you know, you have to jump through hoops. And um, so it was already invasive. They did not see it on the mammogram the year before, but I was told like every 180 days it, it doubled. So the reason doubled in size. So the reason I'm going through the hoops I'm going through now is because it was invasive. They did take out more lymph nodes than right. uh, they originally thought, and that was disappointing to me. But they got clean margins. But because in case there's one rogue cell, because it was invasive, that exited the building and got into my system, um, I'm doing all the rest of it. How about have they suggested a double mastectomy just to make sure? No, I had the genetic testing. Which, by the way, the other major place, the first place I went to, everybody goes to, I didn't ask about genetic testing, but I walked in. I have my husband as witness. They said, you don't qualify for genetic testing. I walk into the major institution. I don't ask the question. They say, you qualify for genetic testing. So I go for genetic testing, and I do not, thank the Lord. And they asked if they could test for, like, everything and use it for instructional purposes. So I allowed them to do that because, hey, I'd get the results too, right? Like colon cancer and I forget what else it looked for markers for. But I do not have, thank the good Lord, any of those predetermining markers. Right. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And obviously, Lily, you're an extremely intelligent woman. You are in touch with your body. I am grateful for your phone call, and I think uh, I join everybody listening and wishing you nothing but the very best with uh, the situation. Obviously, it's a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and it seems like you're in good mental condition to deal with that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. Bye-bye. All right, Lily. Bye-bye. Uh, talking about breast cancer and how it's affected you. And you know what? I expect to hear from a lot of women today, but I also want to hear from men because, again, breast cancer, it affects everybody around you. Men, women, children. It is such a – and around here, and I don't have the statistics handy. I've been looking for them. Around here, it seems as though – it's almost uncommon to not find a woman with breast cancer or with breast cancer experiences. Um, why? I don't know. Uh, perhaps it's just a function of uh, being younger in different places in the country or here. I'm not sure. But 357 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, dedicate this show to everybody who's lost anybody because of breast cancer and everybody. Uh, who's fighting it right now along with uh, your loved ones. Uh, You are certainly in all of our thoughts. And, yeah, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I I can't stand the pink ribbons. No disrespect, but 
Last thing I think people need is to be reminded of that trauma. Uh, your body, you, you're, you're going to remember the day you were diagnosed for as long as you live. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.